to Psalm 23. That song sets us up perfectly for tonight. I'm just going to read the whole, the whole thing, starting verse 1. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Alright, we're not going to get out of verse 1 tonight. But I just want to read the whole thing. Because it all, it all connects so beautifully. We're going to do the, the back half of verse 1. If you were here last week, uh, we just got through the first couple of words. Um, so, the Lord is my shepherd. The creator of the universe, the one that holds everything together, the one who makes uh, Jupiter be Jupiter, you know, and keeps Jupiter being Jupiter all the time, and Jupiter can never not be Jupiter, because uh, that unless he wants it to be. I mean, he's controlling that. Every uh, every bit of the galaxy he's holding together at all, all times, everything's functioning just like he wants. Um, the one who knows uh, every soul on the planet because he created them, and they are made in his image, and um, he's uh, intimately aware of everything that's going on in, in every person all over all over the globe. Every intention, every hope, every dream, every frustration, every failure, every every everything. And he's constantly working all things together for uh, for his glory, for our good. He's he's redeeming everything. He's making all things new. Um, this incredible God, who is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger. Um, Full of steadfast, abounding love, separated our sins. He's left heaven, uh, came to the earth, lived as a man, humbled himself, died on a cross, took all our sins on him, rose again on the third day, uh, then departed again so that the Spirit could come and, and the Spirit of God dwells in everyone. The one who crafted all that, empowered all that, made all that happen, he looks at me and says, I want to be your shepherd. I want to take full responsibility for your every necessity. I want to take care of you. And he looks at you and says the same thing. I want to be your shepherd. So David is saying, the Lord, this, this Lord, this God of the universe, the sovereign over all, uh, creator of all things, holder together of all things, empower of, of all things, the light of the world wants to be my shepherd. And for David, he's saying, this is reality for me. The Lord is my shepherd. So then he goes to the next part, and we're just going to leave this verse up the whole time. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, a lot of times, whenever we see the word shall, uh, we are connected to, like it, connected to commandments. Thou shalt do this, thou shalt not do that kind of stuff. So I think a lot of people look at I shall not want as being something, like you're kind of talking yourself out of wanting things, you know. But what's really going on here is in light of the first part of the verse, natural conclusion for David is the second part of the verse. So in other words, um, think of it Think of it as saying this, 
Because the Lord is my shepherd, I, sh- I shall not want. Or think of it like this. The Lord is my shepherd, therefore I shall not want. Another way of saying I shall not want is, is to say I, I will lack nothing. I lack nothing because of who my shepherd is. Isn't that, a, isn't that a beautiful reality? Because of who my shepherd is, I'm I'm taken care of. I'm I'm good to go. And if you read you know the next couple of verses, which we're not going to look at, but if you if you read those, it's just really just kind of expanding on all that. Um, the word want that's uh, in English comes from a Hebrew Hebrew word that means to lack, to be without, to decrease, or to have a need. So. Uh, I will not lack, I will not be without, I will not decrease, I will not have a need because of who my shepherd is. So here's David, who's um, kind of writing as though he were a sheep, um, and and since he was a professional shepherd, he kind of understands the mindset of a sheep, and so, uh, or so he thinks, I guess, no real way to know, but uh, he's been around them enough to kind of know their behavior and things, and he, so he's writing this just this beautiful metaphor and and so what are, what are the needs of, of sheep? Well, they need to eat. Uh, they need to, to drink. They need to rest. They need to be protected from uh, predators. They need to be protected from diseases and ticks, you know, and all that, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, they, and they need to be led. You know, sheep are not, they're not very smart. Which is not saying anything about any of us, but sheep, the, sheep need a shepherd. And that was part of what broke Jesus' heart is, you know, heart when he described Jerusalem. He said they're like sheep without a shepherd. You know, they're just, they're just fending for themselves. They're lost. Like sheep, sheep need to be led. And so what D- David is saying is, is all of the needs that I have, um, are completely met because of the character of my shepherd. So my need for food, uh, is always going to be met. My need for water is going to always be met. My need for protection from predators and all this kind of stuff is always going to be met. Be met. My need to be led um, to those things and to be and, and to be led in life is going to be met. So when we see the way the psalm unfolds, he covers that stuff. He covers food and water and protection and leadership and all that stuff. Um, and so I shall not want is really um, kind of explained further as the psalm goes on. So David is is essentially saying every need that I have is is completely met. He's it's not the same as saying. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd, therefore I'm I'm never going to be hungry. It doesn't say that. It says I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. So what is what's being implied here is is not is not this this thing of saying well, I'm never going to be thirsty or hungry or or anything like that again. It's just saying I like my my hunger will always be met. Like my shepherd will always lead me to green pastures where there is food. You know, my thirst will always be quenched. My good shepherd will always lead me beside still waters. You know, there are going to be threats out there, so it's it's that I will never I'll never be in danger, or that it's not that that um, I shouldn't worry about those things that that are out there to a degree. But the truth is, my shepherd is going to make sure that those predators don't get to me. My shepherd is going to take and like take the ticks off of me. You know, that my my shepherd is going to lead me into all these good things. So it's not saying I, I I I shall not want in the sense that you'll never have any any desires, but all those desires are going to be taken care of by by the shepherd. 
And so what's being implied is, is that, like, there's just, there's this great amount of, of confidence in the leadership of the Lord in David's life. That's basically what it comes down to. He's saying, I'm completely confident in the Lord's ability to be my shepherd. So much so that I can, can really realize that I, I lack nothing. I, I love that. You know, I love, I love that confidence that's there. And I was, was kind of just praying through it, trying to understand a little bit more and was thinking about how, how his confidence in the Lord, it's like, it's like if, if you have a, a coin, you know, a quarter has two sides, you know, heads and tails, that the two sides of confidence would be, um, would be contentment and security. That kind of be the heads and tails of, of a coin that was called confidence. That there's a, there's a contentment that we find in, in this verse, you know, and if you think about it, think about it along those lines. Saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I, I lack nothing. He's not, he's not just trying to, to always like grasp something else or wishing that he, that things look different or, or being envious of some other situation or whatever. He's saying, I, I'm, I'm taken care of. I'm, I'm completely good. I'm completely content with, with being a sheep in this flock because of who my shepherd is. I'm completely content. I'm, I'm not jealous. I'm not, I don't know. Just, that just doesn't exist. I don't, I don't covet. I don't long for some other different life. I'm just, I'm great because my shepherd is, he's the Lord, you know. And the other side of the coin, um, would be that, that security that comes there. If you think, think of, I shall not want in the, in, in terms of someone who's just completely just secure. Saying like, man, life's kind of crazy, but the Lord's my shepherd, you know. I shall not want. Everything's going to be fine. I, I, I lack nothing. Sometimes my anxieties get a little bit high, but when I start to think about who my shepherd is, I'm like, well, what have I got to worry about? There's confidence. It shows up in contentment. It shows up in security. And that's, that's what Psalm 23, that's the picture that it, it paints. That's the, the heart and the, the mindset of David as he thinks about how the Lord looks after him and, and tends to him. This is a psalm of, of great boasting. Not in, not, David's not bragging in the sense of like, look who my shepherd is. Look how awesome I am because he chose me. He's just pointing back to the goodness of the shepherd and he's just kind of overwhelmed and he's just confident. He's just good. And that's, that's the way you and I should walk through life. It should be the, the same exact way. You wake up in the morning. The Lord is your shepherd. You're gonna, you're, you will lack nothing that you need today. You will not decrease. There will be no, uh, you won't, you won't want for anything. There won't be any needs that you have that won't be met because the, your good shepherd is gonna take care of you. And so we should walk through every single day with that, that same confidence. Content, Secure. That should be our existence. Now certainly, that preaches really well. It's really good probably on a, on a card, hallmark, or bookmark, or something like that. But I know because I, like, I know there's, there's that side of you that's like completely on board and there's the other side of you that's like, wait a second. That sounds really pretty. 
But that is not, that is not real life. That's not real life. That's David, man for God's own heart, king of Israel, all that stuff. But that ain't me. I wish it was me. I want it to be me. Maybe one day it'll kind of be me, but, but the pushback is, we basically say, I look at my life and guess what? I want. I lack. I have needs that are not being met. And as much as I think that the Lord is probably a really good shepherd, a lot of times I, I question how good of a job He's really doing with the world, with my life. I think there's a natural resistance to this. And I don't think that we should feel beat up by the fact that we have a hard time just jumping right into Psalm 23.1 and that being reality for us. okay to ask those tough questions. It's okay to kind of push back a little bit and say, wait a minute, that's for me, I don't know, maybe for some other, but maybe not for me. And what about this? And what about this? And what about this? God is big enough to handle those questions for us. You know, he's, he's, his feelings are not going to get hurt uh, if we're like, I don't really know if you're as good of a shepherd as David thought you were, you know? God's not like, man, they would like me. Why? You know, he's, that's not how he works. Say so he won't feel underappreciated. He won't whatever. Um, I, he's okay with us digging into this more. Certainly in a respectful way and certainly just in a very honest way. Um, he's okay with it. Let me, um, let me say something that you probably won't like and I don't really like it either. Uh, but I've been repeating it in my head all week. Um, you, you, you think about think about your life for a second, okay? That you could probably make two lists, and one 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 side, like one list, would be ways that the Lord is your shepherd, and that you really like you really don't want, you know, like you really lack nothing. Uh, just areas where you are content and you are secure, and you have complete confidence in in God and all that stuff as your shepherd. You probably have have a list, and hopefully it's a long list. Uh, but you probably have another list too of areas of life where, where you are like, I have needs that are not being met. I am lacking in these, you know, these areas. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like one thing. Maybe it's like five things. Maybe it's like a dozen things. If you, if you were to take that, uh, that list, the areas of life where you want, um, in, within each one of those areas, the fact that you want means that you're not letting the Lord be your shepherd. It means that I'm not letting the Lord be my shepherd. Every, yeah, but this, yeah, but what about this? And I'll, this, this, every one of those, what's really going on is that you're saying the Lord is not a good shepherd in this area of my life. And that's, I know that's weird. And I don't think it's intentional. You know, it's not like we're like, okay, Lord, you're not, you're not doing a good job in these areas, so you can shepherd all this other stuff. But this list, this is going to be, we're going to do something different here. I don't think it's intentional, you know. I don't think we're always aware of it. But that's, that's the reality of what's going on. And, and I hear it from people all the time, and I, 
I hear it in my own brain about my own life all the time. So I'm not up here being like, you guys need to do this. It's not this. We're, we're in this together. Do you have people who, who really struggle? Um, and, and what happens is where, where there should be contentment, there's discontentment. And where there should be security, there is insecurity. So that's how the two lists separate. Because one is complete confidence in the Lord, and one, there's just, there's just no confidence in Him at all. Discontent, insecure, whatever. And so, you know, I was kind of praying through, trying to figure out how do you, how do you just reduce some of these things down? And I can go through just example after example after example. You know, a, a lot of things come down to, um, to put like possessions, you know? People will say, you know, you know, you want to know where I lack? I lack money. Like I need, I need money. I need to make more money. I need to make some money. If I could just make more money, then uh, my anxiety would come down because my anxiety centers around the fact that I'm like living check to check and I'm, I'm always juggling things. And I'm always worried about bouncing checks and all this stuff. And so if I made money, then I would have a lot of security and a lot of contentment. But because I don't, and because I'm always stressed, I live insecure, discontent, uh, and that's what I'm lacking. So the exception to Psalm 23.1 for me would be in the area of, of money. Or sometimes it, it is it is possessions. You know, we kind of have that... that uh, sometimes it's materialism bad, and sometimes it's materialism kind of neutral. You know, it's just like, I just wish I had more, more whatever, just more resources, more... More stuff. I wish I lived in a better place, or drove something better, or drove a car at all, or wish I made enough to buy a car. I wish this. I wish I had. Um, you know, a lot of times this stuff shows up in the area of jobs. People are like I hate my job so much. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. There's discontentment with with, with my em- employer, my em- people I work with, which how much money I make. I'm not appreciated in this and this and this. Or uh, I went to school and got trained in this, and now I hate it. I'm not sure. I think I met, like messed up my whole life, and now I'm in too deep to do anything else. And uh, you know, people are like, "Well, you know, I hate my job, but I I have a wife and kids, and so something's got to go on there." Or you know, there's just all this stuff that shows up. Or um, people's people like lacking will come in the area of relationships. Uh, people wish they were in one, if they're not. Or um, sometimes people are in a relationship, but because they're not engaged yet or married yet, you know, there's just all this. Uh, all this insecurity and worry and all this kind of stuff that shows up there. Sometimes people are married and their marriage isn't what they thought it would be or uh, it's not what they what they want or they're comparing their marriages to other marriages and just being like, why can we be like them? and Why can't you be more like so-and-so? And, uh, or marriages where you're trying to have kids but you're struggling to do that and, and so with that comes all this frustration and saying that's, that's where we lack or maybe you have kids but but uh, maybe your kids aren't turning out the way you hoped, you know, or whatever and um, there's just just all these scenarios. I wish I had better friends. I wish I was connected in, into the church more. I wish I was able to serve more. I wish I had more time. I wish I could do Sabbath. But that it sounds really great. But there's no way I can do it. And there's just so much that shows up when we say, "Yeah, no, no, no. I shall not want. I shall, yeah, right. I, I want. Okay, I lack." And then my punk preacher gets up there and says, "That means the Lord's not being my shepherd." But the, but that's but the, but it's true. It's tr- true for me. Uh, it's true for all of us. And so, within the fact that the Lord, we're not letting the Lord be our shepherd in those areas. Within that, there there comes the second reality, which is um, 
the Lord not being our shepherd is one thing, so we go and try to find another shepherd. And that can go one of two ways. Um, either you're looking to someone or something to be your shepherd, or you're trying to be your own shepherd. When we look to someone or something to provide for us, to care for us, to meet our needs, to uh, to fulfill us, to bring that security and to bring that contentment that, that we're lacking, um, when we look to someone else or to something, that would be another way of saying idolatry. That's what it, that's what it is. Um, when we are taking the bull by the horns and we're going to just shepherd our own lives because we're pretty smart, we have some good ideas and we know better, uh, that's that's pride. So it's gonna like refusing to let God shepherd us in those areas where where by in our um, estimation and our um, assessment of our lives uh, we're lacking. When we say God, you are, you're not doing a very good job as the shepherd here. So I'm going to get another shepherd. I'm either going to do it myself or I'm going to look to someone or something else to provide for me to bring me that security and that contentment that. I want. And whether it's idolatry or pride, it's sin. You know? And idolatry and pride, they don't, they don't get us content and they don't get us secure. They just lead to more discontentment and more insecurity. That's, that's how it works. And that's, that's rough, you know. When you, when you start to think about life in, in those terms, and you start to, to really just kind of break some things down like that. It, it takes a lot of courage to sort of cowboy up and say, that's exactly what I'm doing. I've created this idol in my life. Or I have pridefully been trying to shepherd my own life. When Jesus Christ Himself is actually my shepherd. To say, I'm, I'm the sheep that he leads into the greenest pasture ever, and I'm the one saying, I'm not eating that grass. You know? I'm pretty sure there's greener grass somewhere, Jesus. You know? You call this green? To say that, I, you know, I'm the sheep that he leads to the, the most beautiful, still waters ever, pure, I mean, no parasites, no nothing, whatever. Just and he says, "Drink, just drink." And you're saying, "Nope, nope." I'd rather I'd rather dehydrate than drink the water you brought me to. That's that's the reality that that we have to come to before we're going to 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 get this straight, to get this figured out. Let me give you, let me give you two examples from my own life of, of how, how I think, how I think this processes out to where, to where we go from saying, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, but I don't think he's doing a very good job because I want, so I'm going to be my own shepherd. We go from that kind of weird version of Psalm 23-1 back to lining up with what David said. Um, one of them, one of them would be, uh, I get, I was trying to just trying to think through in my own life. Okay, how, do, how where does pride show up? Where does uh, idolatry show up? Um, and as far as idolatry goes, uh, it's real. 
like, you know, I'm a grown man who is not married. And most of my friends are married and they're having kids and all that kind of stuff. And, and so, uh, certainly there are, um, there are times when I'm perfectly okay with that. You know, like I am, I'm right in line, Psalm 23, one, me and David, I understand what he's saying. And, and I, times when I really am in a good place with it. Uh, but then there are times when, um, it just drives me crazy, you know. And so, there are times, in those times when it's driving me crazy, when, when I go from being secure to being insecure, or go from being content to being discontent, um, that's when I, uh, I am shifting into idolatry mode. Because what I'm essentially saying is, God's not doing a very good job in my life, and if I were only, let's say married, okay, if I were only married, then life would be so much better. So the idol, the idol becomes like marriage, you know, or a, a committed relationship or whatever you want to call it. That becomes the idol because I'm saying if, if only God would, if only, if only I could have this, then I would be secure and I would be content and everything would be okay. And even though I know that every married person I know would say, that's, that's not how it works. You know that, right? In my mind, when I'm in full-blown, like, idol mode, it makes perfect sense. And so what I have to do is I, I have to be in touch enough with, with reality to know that, that, that there, there's a real kingdom, and the king, who's Jesus, it says, I, I will be your shepherd. You gotta choose to eat when I bring you to the green pasture. You gotta choose to drink. You gotta let me lead you in paths of righteousness. I, basically I have a choice. Jesus as shepherd or live in idolatry. Confidence in my shepherd or completely insecure and discontent and miserable in this fake, fake reality that I've created in my mind. And, and the way you go from one to the other is, is you literally choose to destroy that idol and to come under the shepherding of Jesus in that area. Like, that's literally what I have to do. So, so, so let's say I'm, let's say I'm in a, a time where I'm really just struggling with it. I'm insecure and there's discontent there. Okay? How do you flip it? I come to Jesus. And I say, Jesus, I, I know, I know that you're better than this. Like, I know that you're, what you provide for me as my shepherd is better than this false, I, like, idolatrous situation I've created. You're, you're better. You're, you're right. You're in control of, of my life. You, like, I'm, I'm right where you want me. You have a plan for me that is good. And it glorifies you. And you've called me to be obedient and just to follow you into these pastures and to eat and to drink. And to lay down at night and sleep and be content and trust you as my shepherd. One of the things about, about idolatry is, is we, we tend to like close our eyes and put our fingers in our ears and we tend to live in this, in this like false reality. And it's literally as simple as like taking the fingers out of your ears and opening up your eyes and looking at the goodness of, the she- of Jesus as the shepherd. That's, that's why, um, I, I think, like, coming to, like, gatherings like this 
and going to community group and spending time with with friends who are where our friendships are Christ centered. That's so it puts us back in touch with what is real. It it makes you it makes you open your eyes and take your fingers out of your ears and realize I'm I've been completely duped in this false reality. So you you literally you crush that with the truth of how good Jesus is. That's all that's all that it takes. Part of the challenge is is why Jesus said, uh, deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and follow me. It's, it's continual. Following Jesus as our shepherd, it's, it's continual. It goes on and on and on and on and on. And so when I am awakened to the reality of how good He is, the fact that that idol is gonna, it's gonna break my heart. That's what C.S. Lewis said. Idols always break the hearts of their worshipers. But I don't push away from that idol because, oh, it's gonna break my heart. I push away from that idol because it's not Jesus. Because He's so good. And when I do that, my heart is steadied. My mind is renewed. And I'm completely secure and content because I'm confident that I shall not want. That I'm right where he wants me. The other area I was thinking of, so that was idolatry with pride. Uh, a lot of times it comes in with, with like, with my role as one of the pastors here at the ring, you know. Uh, we started this deal in 1998. Some of you were not around, literally, in 1998. Um, and so to be to be involved with something from the from the ground up, you know, and then '06 we planted as a church and all that stuff. So here we are today. Uh, it's very very easy for me to take take my role as pastor, which means shepherd, uh, as though I, as though it's it is it's with a, a capital S instead of a lowercase s. To get very possessive over the ring and, and to, you know, like we're probably moving in a couple of months and to, and to really just get, get really focused in and to take on weird responsibility with that. And to lose sight of the fact that this is his church, not, not mine. It's not the elders. It's not the people's. It's his. That he is the head and we're the rest of the body. And just about every elder meeting, at some point, it I'm gently reminded of the fact that this is his deal and not ours. And most meetings, at some point, I end up saying, "Aren't you glad that this is you know, this is his deal, not ours?" So it's the same thing with with pride. Where I end up being like, "No, I got this. I know I know how to run a church. I know how to do this." Went to seminary, whatever. And it's the same same thing as with idolatry. You take your fingers out of your ears and you open up your eyes and you look at the good shepherd and you're like, oh, that's right. His church. His plan. He started the ring. He planted it in 06. He moved us to the BCM. A couple of years ago, 
He's moving us to Grace Baptist hopefully in a couple months. He knows what's after that. He knows who's coming. He knows uh, what to do with all the babies. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. There's a, there's a choice. We can live a prideful, idolatrous existence that's full of insecurity and full of discontentment. We can let the Good Shepherd lead us down paths of righteousness for His namesake. Green pastures, still waters, comforted. His rod and staff, He protects us. Every need is met. We lack nothing. Why in the world would we want to live in this fake reality that we create? when the gloriousness of the kingdom is available to us. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I lack nothing. We choose to live in that. Or we choose to be the sheep who refuses to eat or drink or be protected. This psalm is a psalm of great boasting, like I said earlier. Because, you know, David, he had a lot that he could brag about. But he's bragging in who is, who has taken responsibility for him. We, we would benefit greatly to examine our lives in the same way, to, to realize, okay, what, what am I boasting about? You know? Where do, where do, what do I brag about in my own life? Even in that super fake, humble way. You know? what, what am I boasting in? Because where, where your boastings are, that's where you find your security. David's boasting in his shepherd. Paul boasted in what Jesus did on the cross for him. Jesus boasted in his Father and the goodness of his plan and the goodness of his character and his, the, the goodness for all of humanity that was to come through him. If you're, if you're boasting in something other than the Lord, then you need to choose to live according to His kingdom plan. To choose to come out of that fake, like, that fake security, that fake whatever, to come into this complete confidence. The thing is, you, you and I, we, we all know people who live, who live this way. And it doesn't mean that that they're never worried about stuff, you know. That's not what it's saying. It's not saying we should walk around in this this like haze, just pretending like everything's okay, you know, completely detached from reality. No, we're right in the middle of reality, so we can walk through grief and be like, "Man, this is difficult," but the the Lord's my shepherd. It's it's going to be okay, you know. We can walk through difficult financial times, and we can say, "Man, circumstances right now they look rough." But the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. It's 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 going to be okay. You can look at your marriage, and you can say, "Say, man, we 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 got some work to do. We got a long way to go." And at the same time, say, "It's a good thing that the Lord is our shepherd." Jesus and the church and our marriage looking the same, he's, he's gonna make that real for us. 
Like I said, it's, it's not that the sheep were never going to be hungry, it's just that they would never starve. They would never, would never dehydrate. And as you and I walk through life, we encounter day-to-day stuff, day-to-day stuff, day-to-day stuff. How you let that get to you is a reflection of how much you're letting the Lord shepherd you and not, or not. So if you hit something in the middle of a day, next thing you know, you're full of fear, you're full of doubt, your anxiety goes through the roof, you're totally insecure, there's all this discontentment, there's whatever's going on, then that should, that's, it's got to like be this big red flag that, maybe it's a long red flag that says like, the Lord's not being your shepherd in that area of your life. But when that happens, you take that thought captive and you say, hey, this is freaking me out, but it's not, it's, I'm not gonna let it get to me. The Lord is bigger than this. And I know that there are people out there who, who, um, who, it's almost like they, like they're, they don't know how to believe both of those things, you know? It's like they just dismiss everything, like, like everything's not serious and, oh, no, no, whatever, and there's completely, that's not what I'm talking about. We need to be able to say, I'm hungry. But my shepherd is going to lead me to food. I'm I'm grieving, but my shepherd is going to comfort me. Money money's tight these days, but my shepherd is over that. I really want to be free from this addiction, and I and I will be because my shepherd is going to he's going to lead me to that point. I just, I just I trust him. I want our marriage to get better. It, it will. I'm not sure what to do facing this this decision. I've I've got to I've got to I've got to make this massive decision. I'm not sure what to do, but my shepherd does. I really want this to change about me. So does my shepherd. Talked in community group about anger. I want to live without anger. Well, Jesus knows how. He'll teach me. This week we're talking about lust. I want to learn to live without lust. Jesus knows how. My shepherd knows how. He'll teach me. That's living in the kingdom. That's living by faith and not by sight. Sight is telling me I should freak out, but my faith is telling me there's no need. My shepherd is the Lord. So that's that's Psalm 23.1. The Lord is... My shepherd, therefore, I shall not want. He, listen, just listen to me, we're, I'm done. He is trustworthy with every detail of your life. Every detail of your life. So let's stop being prideful and stop being idolatrous. Stop thinking that we know better than he does. Well, let's just, let's just trust him. All right, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Like it says at the end of the psalm, 
But surely those are, they'll follow us all the days of our lives. And that's this day, and every day that's come before it, and every day that's coming after it. That your goodness, and your mercy, they're just, they're all over us. You know all of our battles with pride. You know our battles with idolatry. You know how, how quickly we think we can do a better job than you can. Pray that you help us to choose, to choose to let you be our shepherd. Sounds so arrogant in a sense, but it's what it is. We trust that you're, you're leading us. That the needs we think we have, well, you know better. And all the things we think we're lacking, we're really not. Everything we need, we have because we are one with you. So I pray that you show us how to apply this. Show us how this fits into life. We know that it really comes down to the focus on the shepherd. And when we are, we think we're lacking or we're needing, we're, we're, we're not focused on the shepherd, we're focused on our circumstances or our feelings or, or comparing ourselves to others, we're focused on our fears and we're focused on all this garbage. We just want to look at you. When we look at you, all that stuff gets reordered. So we are grateful that no matter how we feel or what we what we see around us, that there's a greater reality. It's like we sang about earlier, that you've, you've never left us alone. You never leave us wanting. You never leave us lacking. There's no decrease. There's, there's just no wanting. So we, we trust you fully. Let's all stand up. We're just, we're just gonna sing. You know this song. This fits into what we're talking about. Let's just trust him. Let's just trust him as we close out.